Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is the epistle reading from St. Paul's letter to Titus, chapter 3. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, being justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. In the name of Jesus, amen. All throughout Advent, and indeed every time that we have the divine service, we pray, come, Lord Jesus. And today, Christmas, the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior has appeared. This is what we wait for. We celebrate the birth of Jesus the Word made flesh. We rejoice at the coming of the Lord who has saved us according to His own mercy. And that mercy comes to us not just as an idea, but in reality. It comes, St. Paul says, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. That is to say that the coming of Christ at Christmas is not something separate from Christ coming to us, to you and to me, in our baptism. That's why we talk about baptism so much in the church. It is the way that you and I are actually connected to Christmas, so that it's not just something that happened far off in the past, but it is the present reality for us today. Because in baptism, the mercy of God for you is made concrete, tangible. It is where the story of Christmas intersects with your story, or more accurately, Baptism is where the goodness and loving kindness of God draws you up into His story. The birth of Jesus marks the beginning of a new humanity. For generation after generation, sinners gave birth to more sinners. You can read through the Old Testament and see list after list after list. And indeed, it's no different today. And yet, with the birth of Jesus, something different happens. A sinless man is born of a virgin. He's made of the same stuff that we are. He is flesh of our flesh, blood of our blood, bone of our bone. And yet he is without sin. In the beginning, God created man from the dust of the earth. But now in this new beginning in Christ, God makes a new man from the virgin's womb. And this then is the beginning of the new creation that has been so long promised, a creation that comes from Christmas to the resurrection and finally to the last day. At all of those times, the prayer, come Lord Jesus, come quickly, is answered as Christ comes to us with salvation. And in your baptism, God has made you to be a part of this new creation, this new birth of Jesus. John actually described in our gospel reading your baptismal birth in the same manner as Jesus' birth. He said, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. By the renewal and rebirth of the Holy Spirit, the story that began on Christmas Day continues as God recreates you in his will. 
You are still, yes, flesh and blood, but your life is now eternal. Your story has been rewritten. And as your life in Christ began with you being justified by His grace, so your life continues in this grace. You are nurtured in this life in Christ by the Word of God, the same Word that was made flesh at Christmas. You do not live just according to ideas, no matter how ancient or sacred they might be. You are people of the Word, and that Word is made flesh, Jesus, the Son of Mary. And this Word is given to you attached to the physical stuff of creation, to water, to bread, and to wine. The words of the Scriptures nurture your life in Christ because in baptism and in the sacrament, you are made to be a part of the Word made flesh. This is what we mean when we talk about baptism being water and the Word, that here Christ takes up the water of this earth and He makes it to be the means of your salvation and your new birth in Him. And so it is also with the Lord's Supper that we have this morning. Here the Word made flesh takes bread and wine and makes it to be his own body and blood. And here, Jesus not only makes the bread and the wine to be his body and blood, but he actually, in this gift, makes you to be his body, his bride, the church. He takes us children of dust and makes us children of God. He takes mortal flesh and turns us into the body of Christ. In this Holy Supper, we eat bread and wine, flesh and blood, but rather than the mere breaking down of food into our bodies. In this Holy Supper, we are brought together into a new body, the body of Christ the Church, and taken up into the life of God. We eat Christ's body and drink His blood, but instead of consuming and using Him up, we are consummated as His body, the Church. This morning, as we celebrate Christmas, that is what the name itself means, the Mass, the meal, the Feast of Christ, We are not just remembering a past event. We're not just reflecting on a momentous occasion. We are celebrated the Word made flesh dwelling among us today. That God has come to earth, that He has come to be the Savior with good news for all people. And that includes us here this day. That Christ is in our midst. And by God's grace and gifts, the reality of Christmas is now our reality. The life of Christ becomes our life. So, as the hymn says, come all you faithful, come and adore your Lord and receive his body and blood for the forgiveness of your sins and for life everlasting. To him be all the glory forever and ever. Amen.